Hi, and welcome with Hanging with the Oregon Homies. I'm Oscar. And I'm Frankie. And of course, uh, our show runs on Fridays from 12.30 to 1 p.m. And also, it is rebroadcasted on Saturdays from 12.30 to 1 p.m. And of course, you can also find us on Spotify and some of our some of your favorite podcast hosts, um, hanging with the Oregon homies. So, um, I just have to say thank you to everybody who came out in the worst storm. Although I think now yesterday's storm was worse than Sunday's, <laughs> but on Sunday's very wet and windy day, um, to bid on things, to listen to the. Um, Oregon Coast Chorus, who are just fun and wonderful, the Slugs from Walport, and um, and then to top off a really great afternoon was Chiag, and they uh, uh, Alex had us dancing in the in the aisles, <laughs> and and folks came and decorated cookies and sat on Santa's lap, and a combined total of um, auction bids and just cash and check donations at the event um, were over six thousand dollars, which is Ooh. just wonderful for KYQ. And we want to thank all the businesses. Many of them are small businesses here in Lincoln County that donated awesome um, items and gift certificates. And the you know it's events like this, Oscar that remind us and the community that KYQ matters mm -hmm. and that um, we're here to stay. This is our 10th year. And um, and it was just very heartwarming. Um, and a long day, but a really, <laughs> really fun day. So thanks, everybody. Thank you, Lincoln County, for turning out and putting KYQ in a great footing for um the new year oh and oh and also for those folks who weren't able to uh, join us that on that day that have, of course that that their donations that are still welcome on our website on kyaq.org absolutely thanks for that oscar i always forget that so this morning i went and got a covid shot in one arm and a flu shot in the other arm so i've never had those both at once so i'm still upright <laughs> we'll see how i feel later on today my arms are a little sore but other than that it's made me start to think about health care a topic we really haven't talked about on mm -hmm. this show yet and not just health care in the U.S. as compared to Mexico, although I think we'd like to talk some about that. Um, but also within the U.S., uh, indigenous people, um, older Mexicans, older Latinos, um, often because of economics, um, still practice a lot of the old ways mm -hmm. of, of, of curing ourselves or, or taking care of our ailments. And so I thought, it might be a really good topic for today. And so um, what should we start with? Should we start with what healthcare is like in Mexico? Or I guess we could we oh. could start there or? Well, let's well, let's start that with the access of healthcare then in okay. Mexico. Uh, the uh, good thing that in Mexico it is uh, 
doctors are always available. Yeah. The other good thing, it is also that there are some Mexican doctors that would still do home home visits. Oh, indeed. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So That's that is one of, of the advantages still that, that which Mexico has. And the other thing is, of course, that we have to remember, the care in Mexico, it's still high quality care. And many of those doctors have actually gone to school in the United States <laughs> and then gone back to their home country to practice. I um, My knee was in really bad shape. Uh, one of the times that I was there, I actually went specifically for um, dental care because the dental care is, it, it's unbelievable how much cheaper it is. Huh. Um, and so what I did is I interviewed a doctor. My sister found a couple of d dentists that she thought might be um, good for me to contact. And one of them called me on the phone, mm -hmm. and we had a little talk about it. And um, so I was able to set that up really easily. But while I was there, my, I have a really I have bad knees, and one of my knees just gave out. So this was surprising. You were able to just walk into an x-ray clinic. Mm -hmm and pay very little money. They did the x-ray right away. Then they explained what the x-ray meant. And that was, you know, not at all like the US experience. Um, and my sister had a hip replacement done in Mexico because even though she's on Medicare um, in the US, it, 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 it wouldn't have paid, it would have cost her way more money. And she had great care. She loved her doctor, the hospital staff, all of it was just excellent. And so, but there's this idea that if you need lab work, you go to a lab and you say, you know, I, I need you to draw some blood and tell me what's going on. You don't have to go first to a doctor, wait for a month mm -hmm. for an appointment, get that appointment they send you to the lab then you get the re then you got to go back to the, the doctor, doctor to get the results <laughs> right and um and none of that you just walk in you get your your lab test they give you the results and you're good to go and for not much money mm -hmm. and then there's the whole thing with prescriptions yep um i this might be changing i think when i was there last but you don't need a prescription um, in general, to just walk into a pharmacy and say you need this or that or this or that. And many drugs that are over-the-counter in Mexico, you can't get here mm -hmm. over-the-counter. You have to have a prescription for them. Um, the other difference I noticed was that there are people who go um, and, and you tell them what medications you're using in the United States and they go, I don't know, Guatemala, uh, Gu uh, Guadalajara or somewhere, and they get your prescriptions for you, and then you pay them, and of course you pay a little bit fee for their trouble of doing that. But, you know, like my aunt came back with a whole bunch of creams and stuff that costs her so much money here, and same everything, you know, same drugs, and for so much less money. So. Why can't we have that kind of health care, I wonder? <laughs> well, that part of it is is that we is that we have to remember that with Mexico may that Mexico funds a little a little bit much better that their healthcare system than compared to than they compared here mm -hmm. to the US. So 
The other thing, it is also uh, the price of drugs are lower in Mexico. Yes, way lower. Mm -hmm. Now that the other thing, it is that we have to specify that these are also name brand drugs. Yeah, this isn't some knockoff. N nope, and that these are name brands. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, it's cheaper pharmaceuticals. Uh, that the only thing it is... Uh, when you need a medication or well, like a prescription, uh, it's just like one of my friends and she has that, uh, uh, well, and she has diabetes. And so what mm -hmm. happens was that, was that we will go across the border to get her, uh, her uh, medication. And the only thing was that she would have to take her uh, current uh, pers the prescription and then, the, and then from there that they will be able to fill it. Uh-huh. So they did require her to have mm -hmm. an actual prescription to do that. Yes. Interesting. Yep. Now, but you see, and and one of the weird things was that uh, this pharmacy chain had this promotion that mm -hmm. if you had purchased like about three well, they had three needles that are the prescription that they would give you two free. Oh. So my uh, friend was paying in the U.S. She was paying three hundred dollars per per wow. shot. Wow. In Mexico, that she was paying fifty five dollars wow. for three, and wow. then getting two for free. And then that wow. the other thing was that uh, this, uh, and I believe that it that that it was uh, Benavides uh, Pharmacy, and uh, which they had well like a point uh, accumulation. That if you kept purchasing so with them, and then that the same thing, and uh, yeah. you could get through your point that that some of your prescriptions. Awesome, but we do have to remember that while we're talking about these low prices, mm -hmm. they're still high yes. for many people who are poor, and there are many poor people mm -hmm. in Mexico. You know, we're talking from this privileged privileged position of of you know being in the U.S. and having higher income. Mm -hmm. So so when we go there to get something really inexpensive, it's inexpensive for us, but that doesn't necessarily make it mm -hmm. all that inexpensive for for mm -hmm. Mexicans. But isn't there a health? Well, you see, now now that there is the other thing. Now, let's say that if you go to the uh, uh, to Cruz Roja, and, and, uh, which was part of the uh, right. red, see, see, there are the red cross that are, that are right. making it. Uh, healthcare system, and so what happens was that uh, people that are low, low economic status, that were able to get at the drugs. Oh, great! At see, at reduced prices through them. Awesome. Okay, so this is helpful uh, for uh, folks who uh, who uh, couldn't afford it at the pharmacy, but yet that they could go to the general hospital and uh, get at the medication. Oh, that's that's really awesome. Right. And, 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 but the other thing also in regards to health care is that people in the United States um, who don't have the ability to go to Mexico to get cheaper, mm -hmm. uh, low-cost drugs or health care, you know, uh, uh, how, do, how do they get by? How, what do they do? And I'm reminded about uh, my dad growing up in the hills of, of New Mexico above Albuquerque and and you know in the in the 1920s 1930s they were so poor 
They're, they couldn't afford to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so um, through generations, they, had, they would use the natural plants mm-hmm. around them, much like the indigenous folks um, did. And so if they had, a, you know, if you have an upset stomach, I bet you know the answer to that. Este fiate. That is say what? Este fiate. Oh, what's that? It's a herb, and uh, I'm I, and I'm trying to remember that the English translation, but it's almost close to. Uh, I thought it was yerbabuena. Isn't that peppermint? Well, that's the other one. Uh huh. Okay. okay, I didn't know about the one you so, said. So yes, you see, and uh, there's two of them, and it just uh, mainly depends in the. <laughs> So you have a one, it's just peppermint. Mm-hmm. And um, even when my nephew was small, um, mom would put uh, make a weak tea. Mm-hmm. We always had a, a plot of peppermint in our backyard and to, to sip. And I do that even now mm-hmm. uh, when my tummy's hurt. Well, that, and uh, we also use the uh, chamomile still. Yes. You see, and uh, for us, and, uh, that, and that's something that, which is very big. And which, of course, that chamomile has many uses. Absolutely. I find it very calming. I find it works really good. I have tummy troubles. And, yeah, I, I but you have a one as my go-to. Mm-hmm. And then um, Dad used to talk about, um, oh, all kinds of plants that they would use. And they had learned passed down because... You know, n- no books in Spanish. There's no, you know, no TV, no radio. Um, and so your knowledge base came from your, your relatives, from your ancestors. and um, Or at times uh, through the uh, curanderos. Right, mm-hmm. if there was a curandero. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about those, would you, about a curandero? Well, a, yeah, well it's put simply, a yeah, curandero, it's the closest term that would be well, like a medicine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing was that the uh, curandero was uh, through practice and uh, which they learned. Uh, and and uh, how to use uh, certain herbs that for certain uh, illnesses. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that's really the, what they were meant for. Uh, right. It's just like with us. It's it's, it's like with some of you that, that may have uh, a fever. Yeah. You see, and uh, for us, you see, and for our family, that which we use, yerba de la víbora. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one either. Yeah, well, uh, yerba de la víbora, and it's something that it's very similar to the uh, Theraflu, to uh. the Yanaiko. But the only thing, it is that no effects of alcohol, that there's nothing, uh, it, see, see, and it's all natural. Mm-hmm. The only thing was, of course, that for us, that, um, that the way that which my grandma that that the taras that of using it was that we would boil it, uh-huh. and see, and then strain it, and, and then just put uh, salt and lemon, and uh-huh. then uh, for those of us who are able to take aspirin, do it take two aspirins, but if you see, but if you can't take aspirin, Tylenol, right, uh, ibuprofen, and uh, what you would do is at night. Uh, take the uh, two pills and then drink it, uh-huh. and then, and then at night, you would feel sweaty and mm-hmm. sweat it out. But the next day, that your temp- that that your temperature that was reduced, mm-hmm. and then that your body felt well, like if it was, mm-hmm. 
and 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 then that the other thing was that there were see and there's other remedies uh right and it's just like we all know that a vix vapor <laughs> i have to laugh because well, every latino <laughs> knows about vix vapor up yes you see and then that the same thing and then that the same thing was that it was that you would put it on your chest mm-hmm. rub it on your chest and then that there's something where you uh Put that the vix that on that on your feet, and then that you put on the socks, and that, and the and then there's many uses in that. Yeah. But some of you that that may be thinking, well, that this sounds uh, like nothing useful, but yeah. but through practice that we can see the uh, differences. Yes, and it does make yeah. a difference, and that uh, you actually slowly start to get better. Yes, and I've noticed commercials on TV now are with people, you know, putting Vicks on mm-hmm. someone's chest, and I'm thinking, you know, it, this is like, of course, of course that's what you do, or under your nose, mm-hmm. too, if you're stuffy nose, and um, um, because when you don't, when you don't have money, you, you have to use the old ways, and the old ways are still good. Mm-hmm many of them, you know, but a, a curandera is kind of like a doctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they would have, you know, they would have knowledge of all these herbs, herbs. Mm-hmm. and plants and how to extract the medicine and how much medicine to give and diagnostically and, and all of that. And um, I'm sure there are still many folks, um, both indigenous and um, Mesoamerican who are still using some of these. Like I said, I, you know, I still drink chamomile and peppermint, you know, and then that's just the tip of the iceberg. I haven't uh, used any vapor rub in a long time, but no, you see. And uh, when I went back home to back in August, uh, and that's when I went to go purchase yerba de la vibra. Oh, you did. Yes. So you still use some mm-hmm. of the old ways. Yes. Uh, and and then that the weird thing was I found this that at the university website that uh, back home that with UTIP, and uh, which they did yes a study that of yerba de la vibra and uh, they do say yes it does have its benefits yeah of course so, <laughs> so <laughs> you see so this sounds funny but yes and uh, that see and uh, that's one way um, but the other thing that. Uh, when we start to think about that with Mexico's uh, healthcare system, people have access to the healthcare system. Yeah. There is no obstacle. Uh, yeah. Most, you see that most uh, primary physicians, you don't have to make that, you don't have to make an appointment to uh, to be seen, well, like next Friday. Right. It's like, no, it is that you just walk in and they, and they take you in. I think that's that's uh, we're so we're so behind in that way. Mm-hmm. I know I was telling you that I've finally been been um, cleared for a knee replacement on one of my knees um, after I had to convince two doctors that I really did need a knee replacement, um, and 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 I'm scheduled for um, May, and. Everybody's very apologetic about that, but it doesn't change the fact. And I called another doctor, and they said, oh, by the time we got you in, it'd probably be February. And then by the time we'd get you on the schedule, it'd probably be May. So that's 
just what's happening, mm-hmm. and and that's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, see, and this, you see, and this example that that I can say that because that this is what happened to my brother, and and uh, my second eldest brother, and uh, he got his first heart attack in his mid forties. Oh, that's early. Yes, and so what happened was that. Uh, he was told that by his uh, cardiologist, and uh, which he needed to go see a specialist in Phoenix. Okay. Oh wow! And even though that my uh, brother has great health insurance and so all this, uh, when he made the appointment, he, he had to make the appointments uh, eight months. Yikes! Eight months uh, ahead of time, and uh, this was only the uh, consultation. Yeah, to be seen. right, right, right. And then from there, that he had to put another six months to finally go. So, you see, and this isn't healthcare. No, you see, and see, and in Mexico, that this is something that where you won't be uh, taken for a, for a long time span. Right. Uh, and the see, and the, this also goes like with like with dental care. Oh, yeah, dental care. You see, uh, it's just like when I had my. Uh, my first root canal, uh, and and I had it done in El Paso, okay. And this was uh, with insurance, and I paid uh, eight hundred dollars for my crown, five hundred dollars for the root canal, and this is out of pocket cost. Right, okay. above and beyond. Yep, and then that my second uh, root canal, and I went to Juarez, and when I went, and the weird thing is. So you uh, so you can see that how much that that they try and cater, yeah. Right? So I uh, made this appointment that with the dentist, and uh, they told me, "Oh, look, and uh, see that see that we have a uh, spot that uh, next week." And uh, they told me, "Hey, that you know what? Uh, I am driving from El Paso into Juarez. Is there a way that where you can pick me?" It's like, "Yes, look here." So you just cross the. Uh, El uh, Paso del Norte Bridge, and then once you cross it, call us, and then that we will go and pick you up. Really? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did: was I crossed the bridge and I called them up with a local number in El Paso. Okay. Oh wow! So uh, there was wow. no international calling nor anything, and I just called that, and then from there, that within five minutes, that uh, the driver was there, and he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, okay, so come on," and then they took me. I went in. I went in and I and I got my X-rays and I got seen by the dentist and and of everything and uh, then they told me yes and do you need the root canal? He goes now. Do you want to start next week, or when or when? Wow. So yes, see, and so that's what I'm saying. It is the efficiency that I'm trying. Yeah, and I think part of that efficiency is you don't have to go through all the the private insurance company Mm -hmm. stuff. And you don't, and all the pre the pre uh, authorizations, and 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 because you're not referred from a doctor to the whatever, and then back to the doctor, it cuts out a lot of that time. And um, and, and what it says to me, Oscar, is that our healthcare could be a lot better. <laughs> I mean, people tend to think of Mexican healthcare. Oh no, you know that's terrible and in fact when i i've shown the x-rays that i had done in mexico to the doctor that i went to see this was a long time ago and 
Oh, you got that done in Mexico. It's no good. It's an x-ray. You know, how could it not be good? Or when I, you know, I got some partials made and the dentist said, oh, no, those are terrible. Oh, we wouldn't use such bad metal. Oh, we wouldn't, you know, we're so much, without even really knowing, Mm -hmm. you know. So there's a lot of prejudice about Mm -hmm. the doctors. But I also know a lot of people who go for dental care all the time to Mexico or, um, you know, or, or whatever kind of care that they need. And so it just says to me that we can do so much better in the United States. But there are still, you know, there's people here that go without health care um, all the time, and, and, it, and it kills them. Hmm. Or the high costs of their medications, or, you know, whatever it is. And it's just, I, I had an aunt who had tuberculosis, and this, again, was back in, I think, the 50s. I'm not sure, maybe the 40s. And the crazy thing was, is that my New Mexican family, look, uh, uh, there's no difference between their economic status, their living conditions, w- with the um, indigenous folks, because they called themselves Spanish, so they weren't considered indigenous. And um, uh, my aunt needed hospitalization, and they couldn't, they tried to get her into an Indian hospital. And, oh, no, you know, the government says, no, 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 you don't have your tribal affiliation, therefore, you know, we can't see you. And so and so, not only was she denied care, but the sad thing is is that it sets up that, that bad feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, if only, you know, if only we were Indian. Well, we don't want to be Indian, you know, or... And 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 it's been that way forever. And but I'm seeing those those break down. Those artificial um, separations, um, but we could do better. And but we but we don't want to give up the old ways. And um, one old way that we have to can't give up is that we're out of time again. Um, and so. We could go on and on. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, we had a gal who um, uh, from the Diné tribe who talked about her father, who was a a, um, a healer and a medicine man. And so it'd be fun to have her back on talking about the ways that um, not only she had learned when she was younger, but whether she carries any of those on today. Um, so, Oscar, any last words before we close out today? Uh, folks, and uh, those of you who uh, still want to make uh, uh, donations. Oh, no, no, oh, well, not about. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay. Let me go back. Okay, go <laughs> back. Um, that towards the quick quality that of care. And uh, Frankie, and, yes. uh, has, and uh, as you have known, that I told you that my mom got Bell's oh, palsy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I took her to 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 her primary doctor, and which they told her it's like no, well that there's nothing there which we can do. Yeah. And then uh, and then that my mom that was not doing great, and so we had to take her to our um, that our family doctor that which we had that in Mexico for years. Oh wow. El, uh, and uh, uh, Doctor Gomez Lastra. Okay, so with him, 
he was the type of doctor that which kept up that with the current uh-huh. me- the medical trends. Uh-huh. And uh, once he saw that my mom and uh, he goes, wait, and and they didn't prescribe anything for you. He's like, nope. He's like, no, you should have come to me first. Yeah. And he went, look, and so let's give you the the this shot, and then to help you that to relax the nerve. And, and so let's do this. My mom did did progress faster than through his care. The second time that my mom got Bell's policy on the other side of her face. Oh yikes! We that we directly went to Juarez instead. Yeah, really? Why bother, mm-hmm. huh? Yep. And so now, and then the good thing is that my mom that is feeling better. But it, it just shows you. Yes. It and it's a quality of care. In different modalities, it's mm-hmm. it's a different mindset towards care. Mm-hmm. Also, that I think makes a real difference. And um, I'm sorry that my dad never got to go. Our doctors, as a after we were all born, were all white guys, and you know they they, they I don't you know I think they probably thought he was silly because he he had very he strong a, beliefs about what would make him better, and and I think they just kind of would laugh at him, and you know, but. Uh, so there still is that that uh, uh, prejudice against natural mm-hmm. medicine and and folks who go to um, healthcare uh, naturopaths and stuff. You know, this isn't new stuff. <laughs> this is medicine that's been practiced in many different countries for a long time. But we do have to end now. <laughs> and so thank you for listening to uh, hanging with the Oregon homies. Uh, again, thanks for your donations and um, for your support. Check us out on uh, Spotify or other systems or on the air. Thanks very much, folks. <laughs>